Good morning. Our reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter, beginning in verse 1. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, Bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, And they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but Luke and Matthew have completely different birth stories of Jesus. If you were to read, we, we don't notice this because around Christmas time we mash them all up together. But, <laughs> but uh, actually, we, most of the Christmas story was taken from Luke chapter 2 that we did on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning came from, came from Luke And Luke had a particular, some things that he was really trying to convey about who Jesus was. Uh, You'll notice in Luke's story, the Holy Spirit is prominently working in the lives of everyone. Mary goes and visits uh, Elizabeth, and the angel actually in Luke comes to Mary. But contrast that with Matthew. Matthew Mary's hardly mentioned at all, really, and doesn't speak at all. The angel actually comes to Joseph and informs Joseph about what is going on. And Luke has no star, has no wise men. Uh, They don't, there's no, in Matthew, there's no census. There's no traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem. In in Matthew, they're just in Bethlehem. That happens to be where they're at. And so they have very different stories being told because they have kind of very different messages they're trying to convey. 
And Matthew has, and, and you know, we get kind of hung up on the, the wise men and the star. In fact, there's a lot, of, and I hate this. You know, don't watch the Discovery Channel when they're trying to just explain, you know, when the star was and how the star could have done this and that and how the wise men could have come. Because it doesn't really matter. This is a story to talk about who Jesus is. And we can get hung up on these little luxuries of arguing about the minutiae or whether or not there was really a star. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter. The star represents something about who Jesus is. And in our story today, Matthew has a particular message that he is trying to convey about who Jesus is in the world. And he does this in a masterful way of, of drawing out of the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible some prophetic words that point to the Messiah. Words that had become so important for the people and words that had come to represent all that they were anticipating and waiting for from God. And what Matthew, by quoting, and you wouldn't believe, in our own little pericope, there's like, in our own little section we talked about today, there are allusions to at least six or seven Old Testament texts. And all of them are saying one thing, that Jesus is the Messiah. The one they had been waiting for, the one they had been praying for, the one they had been hoping for. And maybe even more importantly, Matthew deliberately tells his story in a way that mimics the story of Moses. Uh, for example, Herod wants to kill all the children in Bethlehem. So too, Moses was born at a time when Pharaoh was trying to kill all the children of the Hebrew people. And there's many allusions in Matthew about Jesus being the new Moses, if you will. In fact, if you look at Numbers, uh, Balaam is sent by a king to curse Moses. And of course, his donkey thwarts that. And if you, that's a whole other story. But in the same way, Balaam coming from the east to curse Moses, but ultimately blesses him. In the same way, people came from the east to bless Jesus who is represented to us through Matthew as the new Moses. Why? I'm sorry too. <laughs> Siri wants to get in on the action. <laughs> uh, Matthew wants us to know that Jesus is the new Moses. And who is Moses? Moses is the deliverer the liberator, the one who leads us out of slavery into freedom, that leads us out and calls us to be God's people. So Jesus is born into the world to deliver us 
from our own slavery. In the time of Christ, there was a lot of oppression, if not outright slavery. But we also know our own kind of slavery, don't we? We also know the the shackles that bind us down, the shackles of our own shortcomings, the things we we lost, the things we didn't do right, the things we regret and the guilt and the shame that comes along with that. Those shackles weigh us down. We also know the shackles of disappointment and maybe, uh, maybe times when we've been hurt. And that hurt continues. And that hurt continues to cause us pain. And whatever abuses we may have experienced, we continue to experience. And it becomes a weight that is carried around us. Maybe we know the shackles of bitterness and disdain and frustration. One of the blessings I have seen over and over in this church is people who have come through these doors who are so hurt and bitter about the church and about the way people within the church have treated them and about the things that have been brought to them and laid on their shoulders by the church. And one of the blessings I have seen in our midst is how amazing it is when that weight is lifted off and they say, wait a minute, this is my faith. And I'm going to claim it on my terms. And it's my relationship with Christ. And I'm not going to let this bitterness and this guilt take that away from me. And they find joy. and They find relevance. And they find importance in being a part of this community. And lives are transformed. And the shackles are removed. Jesus comes to us as this little child to be our deliverer. Just as Moses came to the Hebrew people as a little child under very difficult situations to ultimately become their deliverer. Jesus too has come to deliver us from whatever it is that shackles us down. Whatever, whatever our own secret sins, whatever those sins that were committed against us, whatever we lug around on this first day of a new year, the invitation that comes to us is to allow Christ to be that deliverer. Amen? Today is a day. January 1, 0101. Today is a day to say, I'm not going to be shackled anymore. I'm not going to be 
weighed down by this guilt. I'm not going to be a victim of my own hurts. And I'm not going to let those people who hurt me continue to hurt me this day. I'm not going to live that way anymore. I'm not going to be run. I'm not going to have my life overrun and run by some addiction or something that has power over me that I've, I'm going to take that power back in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Today is the day. 0101, when we can start anew. Jesus is always ready for a new day and a new beginning. Amen? Today is a day to have a new beginning. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care what, I, I mean, I do care, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care how, how awful you are. I know some of you think you are so bad. You think you are so bad. And you're so weighed down with the guilt and shame of that. I don't care. Jesus doesn't care about that anymore because today is a new day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ has called us and has come to be our Messiah, to be our deliverer, to be your own personal Moses who is going to lead you out of slavery, out into the promised land. And I know sometimes that feels like a desert. I know sometimes it feels like you're lost and alone and maybe you want to go back to your old guilt and shame because there's a little bit of comfort there and at least you know at least you know you're taking care I mean I know you want to grumble like the Hebrew people grumbled but Jesus has come to take you out of slavery into the promised land amen and the incredible thing about the story today is that is that it was bigger than anyone ever imagined why are wise men coming from some strange land far off and paying homage to this Jewish king they've never even heard of? Why? Because Jesus is not just the deliverer of the Hebrew people. Jesus is not just the deliverer of a few select people. But Jesus is the deliverer of all people. Amen? We all can know freedom and liberation from those chains that shackle us down through Jesus Christ. Not just me, not just the beautiful people, but everybody. Amen? On this day, 1101, it is my prayer that you take this opportunity to allow Christ, and it may take all year, we may be talking about this in 2018 too, that's okay. It's a process. But it is my prayer that today you start that process by saying, Jesus, today you are my deliverer. Show me what I need, what chains I need to let you break so that I may walk free, so that I may run, so that I may fly. Let's pray. Our gracious and loving God, on this first day of a new year, when we celebrate the gifts that are brought to you and those who came to worship you, 
as we come to celebrate that You have come to set us free. May we embrace that freedom in You and walk forward in a new light. Amen.